Now, if I'm not mistaken, the only Game of Thrones cast member that we've ever spoken to was the very lovely Amelia Clark, who played Khaleesi. You are correct. And at the time, I was not caught up on the show. I think I had only seen one or two episodes. Now, not only am I caught up on the show, I have a raging throner for the show. It is, quite frankly, a majestic, compelling, often gruesome television program. Many people, diehard fans. This particular gentleman, in my opinion, played a very instrumental part in the show, caring for Bran, carrying him around, and uh, basically uttering one word over and over again. Hodor. He is a DJ. He is Irish. And we are now about to speak to the one and only, I hope I say this right, Christian Nairn. Did I say that right, Christian? That's perfect. <laughs> Nairn. Excellent, my man. Thank you very much for making time with us, and uh, congratulations on all your success. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. Well, certainly a pleasure. You'll be at the Ritz Ebor this Saturday. Uh, were you a That's DJ right. before you got into acting, or was that something that you developed while you were doing oh, no. Game of Thrones, or what? Yeah, I've been DJing for nearly 20 years now. That was my, um, if you will, that was my day job uh, before the acting kind of kicked in. Um, so, yeah, it was always my first. Music was basically my first passion. Um, acting was really on the sidelines until until Game of Thrones came along. And then, obviously, it switched slightly. Well, how did Game of Thrones come along? Take me through that as, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure someone either recommended you to them or recommended them yeah. to you. How did How did that happen, Christian? I mean, I always had my sort of foot uh, in one aspect of uh, live performance and musical theatre. Um, and I had an agent through that, and he put me forward for the occasional occasional audition. Um, I did an audition for a Simon Pegg movie called Hot Fuzz about oh, four years previous. Brilliant. And I didn't get the part, and it was the same casting director for Game of Thrones. And she called me back about four years later, and she was like, I really want you to... I really wanted to try for this part, and the rest is history, really. <laughs> sure. So. And uh, when, when you did audition for Game of Thrones and you get the part for Hodor, did you have any idea at the time that this <laughs> show would become the global phenomenon that it did, Christian? <laughs> no. Um, I remember coming home and telling my mother, actually. My mother is an avid sci-fi book reader, um, and she actually had read the books, and I had no idea about this. And I said, I've just read for a part of someone called Hodor, and it's really weird. He only says one word. And she was like, no way, that's Game of Thrones. And she was able to tell me all about it and sort of how epic the books were. And obviously, she, she obviously knew it was going to be huge. So, um, yeah, I think it took all of us by surprise that was just how big it was. When, uh, when your character only uttered the word Hodor, mm -hmm. did you know yeah. from season one why your character uttered the word Hodor, or did <laughs> no. you find out when the rest of us did with the Hold the Door episode? Well, I had a little bit of a, a little bit in advance, obviously. About six months in advance, I found out. But no, I, I, had, I, I had five, six years of groping in the dark, just like you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably not a too good of a way to put it, but yeah. Right. <laughs> not, not literally groping. <laughs> We're speaking with Christian Nairn. He plays Hodor on uh, Game of Thrones. He'll be at the Ritz Ebor this Saturday night. Christian, when you're DJing in the clubs, is it like a Comic-Con? Are people showing up dressed as Khaleesi and Jon Snow to watch you spin? It definitely happens. Um, <laughs> I've seen some pretty crazy Khaleesi's um, over the over the years I've done this. Um, 
Yeah, it depends, really. Each town's slightly different. Some people, it really it varies so much from city to city. Some people go so into the fancy dress, and then sometimes it's just people in jeans and T-shirts. But I would say there's always definitely a little bit of a faction of people dressed as John Snow's. And I've even seen drag Hodor's in my time. I've seen girls dressed as Hodor. I've seen guys dressed as Khaleesi. Ooh. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> A little gender bending. We were wondering before we spoke to you, when you, when your character perishes on Game of Thrones, and spoiler alert yeah. for everyone who's not caught up, do they give you a heads up before you get the script, or is it like they distribute the scripts and then you're reading and then you go, oh, sweet baby Jesus, I'm off the show? <laughs> well, I know with a show like Game of Thrones, you really don't know when your number is going to be up. So there's like a there's like a little ritual amongst the actors where we all sort of thumb through the scripts and we get them and you, you sort of look for your name and what's going to happen. This year, uh, or sorry, last year, it was actually my friend who read the script before me. He plays Loris Terrell. Um, who actually also died, spoilers. Um, and I remember asking him, he had seen the script before me, and I said, so did I make it through to the end? Obviously joking. And he responded with silence. And that was when I first found out. And then I got the call of doom from David and Dan, the showrunners, which is, that's when you know your number's up. Oh. Your, your, your card's been marked. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was such a... Just an amazing six years of my life, and it's, it's definitely changed everything. Sure. Uh, is there any part of you that you're happy it's over because it frees you up to do other things, like go around to different countries and play music? Well, man, you know, I never stopped doing that, even during the film. And I, I would be DJing sometimes until 3 a.m. before um, I would get the call at 5 a.m. to go to, <laughs> to go to uh, – <laughs> to go on set, which is lucky I don't have many lines to learn. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I always kept very busy, but yeah, I do have a lot more time now. It's just been, it's, I think I'm busier now than ever. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, I'm very grateful for it. What a blessing. Uh, now, when you did an interview with the Game of Thrones fan site in 2014 and the world basically found out that Christian Nairn is a gay man, was that calculated on your part or was it just kind of no. one of those accidental, like, oopsie, I opened my mouth and now everybody knows? No, there's no oops. There's no, I've, I've never been an oops type of person, but it, it, neither was a slip up. I assumed everybody knew. Um, hmm. I had certainly talked about it in, in the press in the past and it just seems that up until then, the world didn't really know how to use Google. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely out there. Um, so I'm like, it's not my fault you don't know how to start the internet. You right. know? Um, so it's not a problem for me. So I don't really expect it to be a problem for anyone else. Right. Uh, when, you, uh, when you watch television and now in the age of social media, everyone is so either anti-spoiler or people who get upset about spoilers are uptight yeah. a-holes. Where do you weigh in on that whole thing? Because th there are already spoilers being leaked about Arya Stark for the upcoming season. Don't say anything. Which I, I'm not, I don't I know, know anything. I don't know. What's that about? I, mean, <laughs> I think when you're connected so closely to the show, I feel very passionately about I think passionately, I don't like spoilers to be leaked. Um, I think it's horrible. I don't, I don't know who it benefits. It's, it doesn't benefit anybody. But I mean, when it comes to things that I'm not connected with, with movies and stuff, I love to know what happens. I, I'm, mm. I'm the guy who goes, just tell me what happened. Just tell me right every detail. I want to know what's happened. Right. Um, I don't, I don't care about spoilers. But when it's, I mean, Game of Thrones, it's all about the twists. It's all about the stuff you don't know. Sure. Uh, that's the biggest appeal of the show. I don't understand why you want to know what's going to happen in advance and who's going to die or not die. It's silly. 
Right. Uh, you we- can spoil it for yourself. And the people who spoil it for other people are just jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to, you need to sort of take take a long look at yourself in the mirror, and yeah. Couldn't agree more. We're we're speaking with Christian Nairn. He is Hodor on Game of Thrones. He'll be playing at the Ritz Ebor this Saturday night. What kind of things can we expect from you as a DJ, Christian? Well, I've always been, um, my background's in house music, so I I always play a house set. Um, Yeah, pretty much. I've never played anything but, actually. So um, you've got to hear some four to the floor house music. Awesome. Well, that sounds yeah. like a hell of a time, man. We're looking forward to welcoming you to the Tampa area, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank for- you for having me, man. Oh, dude, nothing but a pleasure. We actually visited Dublin a couple of years ago, and I have to say, man, okay. I, I don't know. Now, maybe you can answer this. Do, do they put on, like, a, a pleasant front for tourists, or do they genuinely like Americans over there? Because we were overwhelmingly met with friendly people everywhere we went, Christian. Well, I'm from Belfast, so I can't speak for Dublin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, people love Americans there, man. There's a very special relationship between Irish people and American people. Um, and, yeah, I can say that when I come here, and I, I, I'm glad that you guys can feel it in reverse as well. Like We're, we're definitely very closely connected nations. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you felt that. Oh, we felt the crack, as they say, uh, for sure. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't do that. <laughs> that, that. That'll get your welcome rescinded. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I, will, uh, I will withdraw my slancha then. How about that? Well, Christian, thanks so much for the time, man. Continued success uh, to you. And Thank you uh, so much, we'll, sir. we'll see you Saturday night at the Ritz Ebor. Take care, guys. All right. Take care, man. Right, 1025 The Bone, Drew Garabo live. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Oh. I, I just, I, I'm waiting. For, oh my God, there's a hotline. Yeah. No, we're going to, we got to pick it up. Don't let Kayla pick it up. Why not? We're going to pick it up. What do you, but I mean, what Dude, if, it's the Khaleesi. Because I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. Right. We're going to have less time with her if Kayla talks to her and preps her for a but second. Then people yeah. are going to hear all the behind the scenes. Like, good. I'm like, I'm not She's already on hold or wasting good, good. time. Oh, Let's Jesus. go. All right, all right, right. Hello. Hi there. Uh, is this Drew? It is. How are you doing? I'm okay. This is Maria from Paramount Pictures. Well, hello, Maria from Paramount Pictures. Hi. So I have Amelia on hold. I just wanted to run through a couple of things with you um, before getting on the line. Sure. Is that okay? Absolutely. Uh, So first reminder, the movie comes out July 1st. Got it. um, And she plays Sarah Connor. Yep. Um, Second, it is Amelia, not Emily. Got it. Um, And I'm... Assuming that you'll ask her some Game of Thrones questions, but if we could keep it Terminator-centric, that would be great. Yeah, we're planning on about, uh, I'd say, 70% Terminator, 30% GOT, if that's okay. That's that's a great breakdown. I like that. Good. And um, just also no um, radio ID tags, you know, station IDs. <laughs> yeah, we're not cool. all about that. Sure, absolutely. Great. So I'm going to patch her through to you right now. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we are on with Drew out of Tampa. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hi, hello. How are you doing, Amelia? I am very good. Very good, thank you. Good, very good, considering the fact that you've had to talk to a whole bunch of radio dildos today, right? Oh, my goodness. What better way to spend the morning? (laughs) I can think of about a million myself. Um, thank you there. I really appreciate the time, though, and congratulations on being part of the Terminator franchise. Growing up, uh, T2 was one of the hugest movies uh, when it came to the action genre. Were you at all familiar with T2 and the whole legend of Terminator, or was it something that you kind of had to brush up on to play Sarah Connor? 
Oh, no, it was something I definitely grew up watching and kind of being inspired by. Um, Linda Hamilton making that fo- that role so famous, being the ultimate badass um, action hero, was um, was definitely something that inspired me as I was growing up. So it was I just jumped at the chance to play, to reprise that role in, in our Terminator. Absolutely. Probably a lot of pressure, too, because Linda Hamilton, I have to say there aren't too many female action heroes who carried a film like she did in T2. No, exactly, exactly. So not just just some rather big shoes to fill when I decided to say yes to this movie. Yeah, no biggie. Hey, did Arnold call you himself? Did he like get on the phone and go, "I love you in Game of Thrones. Why don't you play Salakana?" <laughs> that was an amazing accent. Can I just say <laughs> you can? Um, he didn't. I kind of wish he had, um, but he did. He did say it to my face. So that's good on the day of shooting. So that was, um, yeah, I kind of spent all of my preparation just wanting to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say exactly what you just said. <laughs> I'm sure that was a dream come true for you. We are speaking with Amelia Clark. She is in Terminator Genesis. It is in theaters July 1st, a much ballyhooed film. Uh, I would say this is probably your biggest uh, on-screen effort other than your television effort on Game of Thrones, correct? Yes, that is definitely correct. Are you ready for uh, the launch into the stratosphere that you're about? Because right now, I would say you're a cult heroine, if you will. Like, there's, you know, it's an HBO show, but it's a gigantic HBO show. This one is about to propel you onto, uh, I would say, A plus list level. Are you ready for that? My goodness, I better be. If there's anything that's going to prepare me for it, it's getting to ready, getting to play, getting ready to play these strong badass women. So I feel like I'm 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 on I'm on a good level to to be prepared for it. Yeah, I think so. It's not like you're going from uh, from Z to A. You're like B to A right now because uh, your role is uh, as Khaleesi on Game of Thrones. I must confess, I'm on episode three of season one of Game of Thrones. I'm way late to oh the. Oh my goodness! my darling. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like all my friends are like, oh, you got to watch this show. You got to watch the show you love the show i reject hype when too many people are into something i figure that's not for me too many people are into it but i have to say you're quite fetching oh well thank you very much if you're on season one you would say that <laughs> <laughs> oh no do bad things happen to you like in the in the later seasons no not at all no i just put my clothes on after the later seasons oh, i'm okay with that i'm not just there for the nudity i'm there for the story the drama and the action the nudity is just superfluous uh it's okay but that's not the meat and potatoes no, exactly. But there's, oh my goodness, you've got a lot in store for you then. If you're just on season one, there's some there's some goodies around the corner that uh, that should keep you engaged. Well, I will say that this show does not waste any time uh, launching into the world of the ribald, what with incest and rape and kids and all that stuff. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is a show that pushes yeah. the boundaries. It does indeed. It does indeed. We're speaking with Amelia Clark. Terminator Genesis is in theaters on July 1st. Do you like the idea of John Connor being a machine this time around? And uh, do you think that this is completely going to reboot the franchise? Well, I think it's one of the elements that will reboot the franchise for sure, because I think it's a a, a plot twist that is coming out of nowhere. Um, And it kind of keeps everyone on their toes and keeps everyone guessing and keeps that threat that we've been that we've been trying to conquer throughout the first couple of um, uh, first couple of movies, it kind of keeps it um, keeps it going basically. Sure. There's so many things that we can't prepare for, and John Connor being one of the bad guys is not what anyone was expecting. Yeah, I know. I like that. You're probably going to get a lot of the purists, aka nerds, who are going to say, "Well, that's not the way it should be." But when you're rebooting a franchise, I think you need to take chances like this, and uh, you've got an opportunity here to uh, to really make your mark. Exactly, exactly. I like the rapport that we have here. We're speaking with Amelia Clark, Terminator Genesis, in theaters on July 1st. Okay, Terminator versus one of your dragons from Game of Thrones. Who wins that fight? Oh, 
Oh my goodness, that's like asking me to pick between my children. It's very, it's a very difficult, difficult one. I feel like if I could find a uh, a Terminator dragon who breathes fire, then that would be the ultimate. I got. They fought and kind of turned into each other. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) That would be pretty neat. Uh, My partner here, Seth, would kill me if I did not let. He's the one who turned me on to Game of Thrones. He is caught up in current, and he would kill me if uh, if I did not let him ask you a question. Seth, this is Amelia Clark. Amelia, besides yourself, who's your favorite character on Game of Thrones? Oh, on Game of Thrones. I mean, I think that um, that I is pretty pretty incredible. Maisie's performance is just amazing. Um, As a shout out to my girls. And then I think that um, you can't get better than Peter Dinklage. Tyrion is uh, is the is the all time winner in my eyes. I have to say, only three episodes deep. I love that guy. I love his sly little asides to the camera, and uh, and that's one yeah. one of the major factors. Not as big as Khaleesi, of course. And I just found out you're pregnant on the show. Congratulations! I hope that things end well with that. <laughs> I'm pregnant on the show. I think so. Didn't they? I, 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 didn't that just happen in episode three? They said you're with child, and somebody was going to slaughter a goat for you or something like that. Yes, oh my goodness, you just all of a sudden like, what? <laughs> Season one, yes, yes, I'm expecting. Okay. Who knows what I'm expecting, but I am. Oh, that's quite the tease. Uh, you've certainly come a long way from when your father told you that the phrase you need to memorize as an actress would be, would you like fries with that? How many times a day do you think about that and laugh at where you are right now? Oh my goodness. Well, I think he was just trying to protect me, protect the um, the many, uh, the, uh, the kind of the happily ever after idea that I would have had about being an actor. And it's just incredible that I get to be where I am with my acting right now. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm a very very lucky girl. That's for sure. You certainly are, and we're lucky to watch you. Final question: and Feel free to tell me to shove it, and that it's none of my business. But uh, Channing Tatum on Howard Stern this past week. Made mention of the fact that you perhaps approached him and his beautiful wife about a little party of three, menage a trois, as the French may say. Would you like to clear up any misconceptions that the public might have? Oh, my goodness. This is, I did an interview and I didn't realize that they were going to print that. I thought it was just like a a bit funny joke we were having. And then suddenly you're like the third person to be like, Channing read your article and thinks it's a good idea. (laughs) My goodness. You don't you don't get more beautiful than Channing Tatum and his gorgeous wife. So um, it's just that, that that nugget of news has just made my day. <laughs> well, well, there are far worse rumors to have, and uh, and you know there it, are. Yeah, there are, and I think that would probably, if that three ever did happen, that would probably cause the implosion of civilization as we know it, because there could be nothing more beautiful <laughs> in the entire world than that. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. There we go. Well, you are certainly lovely. Amelia Clark, Terminator Genesis, is in theaters on July 1st. This will be a $100 million opening weekend. Is that what you earmark as success? Is that what your agent has said, look, we're looking for a gigantic $100 million opening weekend on this one? Oh, my goodness. Well, we can, we, we will just have to wait and see, I think. We can cross our fingers, that's for sure. All right. Well, we'll do our part by encouraging people to go see that. I'll see it three times if I have to. I will get caught up now that you and I have this personal relationship, and I look forward to seeing the many things that Khaleesi has in store for me as I continue plodding down the path of Game of Thrones. Thank you so much for your time, Amelia, and continued success to you. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Take care. ha. <laughs> Whoa. How'd I do? Very well. Yeah? Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did all right? Yeah. You sounded like a real Game of Thrones fan. I had a raging throner through that whole interview. Me too. She's, Me three. She's amazing. I can't wait to get caught up on the show now.
Good solid connection, too. I was nervous about that. Yeah. She is cool in a lot of interviews because yesterday I was on YouTube looking at a lot of the stuff she's done, and she's always very funny and, you know, cordial in interviews and stuff. She's amazingly pleasant. Yeah. Nice job working that Channing Tatum question in at the end. Thank you. She liked that. Yeah, well, Channing uh, talked about it a lot on Stern this past week. Congratulations to Seth for a huge get, like the biggest get that we could possibly get. Well, I mean, we can get better guests, but she was very interesting. She's at the top of her game right now. And for anybody that likes Game of Thrones, she's obviously one of the biggest stars. Got some tweets to read. Mike Moser, great job. You didn't sound nervous at all. I was worried for you with the about the with child moment. Forgetting that uh, there have been five seasons since I've seen that she's yeah, pregnant. I was looking at that. The season one was filmed in 2010, so it's probably been a little while since she was <laughs> right. in that moment. She's like, I'm pregnant. What yeah. are you talking about, mate? Uh, original GAs, you are a freaking master, my man. You just turn it on. Amazing upper crust interview. Great get, Seth Cush. Brit, uh, Brit so much. Not just the fan girl in me. Bet you were her favorite interview today. Christina Calderon, I'm listening to my favorite voices on the radio. Suzanne, phenomenal interview with Amelia Clark. My two favorite people talking. Absolutely love this interview. OMG, way to go, Seth, in getting this interview. Great interview. Did Amelia just say TW something instead of plot twist? She was really close. Did you catch that? No. She got her tongue a little bit tangled, and instead of saying plot twist, she almost said the T word. I didn't even notice. Yeah. And Sam Hamburg said, why is it Andrew on the radio seems to be starstruck? Because uh, I was starstruck. I don't know if you were starstruck or you are just nervous about the pressure I was putting on you to not screw up the interview. Probably a little of both. I mean, it's the number one show on television, and she's the top star. Her and probably Tyrion, Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah. those the, That's the two stars right there. Yeah, I had to rise to the occasion. Uh, John Brennan said, she sounds like if I met her, she would fall in love with me. It may be her, it may be by her or that I look like Channing Tatum. <laughs> probably one of the two. Oh, she was good. I have to, uh, I have to get caught up now. You going to tear through it? What? You going to tear through the episodes? Yeah. I think so. Doesn't it make you want to watch it more now? Uh, it does, now that we have this personal relationship with each other. Plus, she gets nude a lot. You should have asked the questions, is Dathraki or High Valerian? Uh, leave the radio to us, Felix. We got this. <laughs> you stick to making horribly constructed statements on Twitter, and we got the radio end of it. The answer is yes. We had some ghostwriters for this interview just to really make sure Drew didn't screw it up, so thank you, TM Powell. Yeah, really. TM gave us the uh, Terminator versus Dragon the uh, John Connor being the uh, machine, and the have you watched any of the Terminator films? Well, I knew it was great planning to have you at a gig today a few minutes before the show starts, so I knew you weren't going to have a lot of time to prepare, so I reached out to TM Powell. I was going to handle a lot of the Game of Thrones stuff, and TM Powell, I said, hey, do you know anything about Terminator? Throw some questions my way so I can put them in front of Drew just in case he needs them. I appreciate that very much. Thanks again to uh, Seth for setting that up, and thanks to uh, everybody for listening to it. I can't wait to hear that one again. Cut of the day. You going to listen back to it? Yeah, I got to, I got to, like, I can't judge something when I'm doing it. Like, I, I have no radar whatsoever. Like, it, people could have just as easily said, you sounded like an overzealous fanboy. You suck. You suck. <laughs> you really screwed up that interview, you F word. How can you be a fanboy if you've seen three episodes and you're not really sure if you love the show or not? I don't know, but I, I just, it, it could have easily gone the other way. So, thank you, everyone. I, I have to listen to it with, uh, I hope the Terminator movie doesn't suck. Me too. I'm going to see it now. Well, she was on this show, so she probably got at least five or six extra people to buy tickets for the premiere on July 1st. You got this guy right here. Opening weekend. Well, not opening weekend, because yeah. that's going to be crazy. Crowded. You're not going to be able to get anywhere near that. I'll probably be seeing Jurassic Park by the time this movie comes out. Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a crucial mistake in the movie industry. My B. <laughs> this is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.